So they come through. And then you're the first one to say, I don't know why that girl fight all the time. I don't know why that boy be fighting. Because you, you told them if somebody hit them. And they had already learned how to defend themselves. And you know, then mom and daddy want to take them out. You know, you want to, like when we first got married, I didn't have a, uh, I'm the oldest in my family. We first got married. Pastor T just was determined that he's going to teach me how to defend myself. And all my kids that came up, I mean, he's going to teach them how to, man, he be in that house, you know, he be tagging me. I ain't have a brother. I was like, man, this stuff hurt. Come on, come on, uh, keep it, keep it, you know, keep him up, keep him up. Yeah, but he didn't know one day I'd been practicing. Yeah, he went to get me. I was like Cassius Clay, uh, fast as a, what do you say? Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Picking Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. He is an unchanging God. Jesus does not change. The living God that we serve does not change. His love does not change. His truth does not change. So you can't have this attitude, well, that was written for them of old. They were required to live holy because they were not under grace. Amen. Hey, who, the, the people who should be living holy is the people that's under grace. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Those under the old law, or under the law of the Old Testament, they didn't have the power to, to live the holy, righteous life like we have. Come on, are you listening? So God's truth does not change. God does not change his truth to accommodate your feelings. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be a good word today. I'm already preaching good. Amen. God is not going to change his truth to accommodate uh, whether or not you're, you know, you're having a bad day. Well, I guess I'm just going to change my mind about what I said about this, this, this scripture here. What I put in this about. No, God is unchanging. His love, his truth, his goodness are not governed by external circumstances or condition. God does not vacillate. God does not have mood swings. God doesn't have monthly cycles. Oh, you're not listening. I'm going to wake you up one way or another. Touch your neighbor and say, God is unchanging. Aren't you grateful? Aren't you thankful? Now go to Numbers 23. Let me show you this. Because we have to redirect our faith. The Bible says, and while you're finding Numbers 23, there's a ver scripture in Psalms that says, Put not your trust in man. Put not your confidence in princes. Put your trust in the Lord. As a matter of fact, Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him 
and he shall direct your path. Isn't that the Bible? So look at what Numbers 23 verse 19 says. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Or another word or phrase you can use. That he should change his mind. Hath he said. Hath he said. I want to ask you a question. Hath God said. Well pastor I don't know what God said. That's the problem. You're too busy listening to what the devil is saying. You're too busy listening to what the gossipers are saying. You're too busy listening to what CNN is saying. What did God say? Because whatever God said is final. God has the final say. I don't care if the doctor just pronounced you dead. I don't see any indication that this person is going to come to life. What did God say? Doctor, I appreciate the report, but you're only reporting as far as you know. As far as you can do, I don't want to minimize what you do. I don't want to discredit what you do. You went to school for years to get that degree. Thank you for the report, but I'm not going to. That's not going to be the final report for me. See, some of y'all got to know how to talk when death comes knocking at your door. What did God say? That's what, that's what it all boils down to. I don't, I don't care what anybody said. I don't care what he said, they said, she said, they said, they said. All I want to know is what did God say? Because what God said is what's going to stand. Amen? So look at that. He says, had God said, not only did God say it, shall he not do it? Oh, my God. In other words, when God says something, he don't do like we do. We have lip service. We say things we don't mean. We sing songs we really don't mean. We were singing the song, yes. And, you know, I guarantee you if I ask somebody to do something for the Lord, they're going to tell me they're busy. But, oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Uh, 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 could, you, could you minister for the Lord on this particular? Oh, I'm busy, child. I, a pastor, I would love to do, but I'm, I'm busy. God bless y'all. <laughs> Let me tell you about God. When God says he's going to do something, he will never disappoint. Can I be honest with you? I'm tired of being disappointed by man. I'm tired of asking people to do things for the Lord and they don't do it. I'm tired of people saying, Pastor, I'm, I love you. Pastor, I'm with you. Pastor, you're wonderful. Pastor this, pastor that. But when it comes time for the nitty-gritty, there's nowhere to be found. I'm tired of it. But I can rest my faith and confidence in a God that when he says, John, boy, I love you. You're my son. John, boy, I'll be with you to the very end. Son, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Son, if you call unto me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. Son, if you just believe me, I'll do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Oh, I'm so glad that God is not like man that lies. Can I tell you a sad truth? There are people that just blatantly lie. Don't look at nobody. Just look straight at me. Just, 
this is not to blame anybody. There are people that lie and they make a career out of lying. What school did you go to? Lie University. Got a master's degree in lying. I, you said you were going to do it. You, don't, you know in your heart you're not going to do it. You know in your heart you don't believe what you're singing. You know in your heart that when push come to shove, you're going to be the person that's going to be screaming and running and talking about, oh, I believe God. Oh, I'm going to stand on God's word. God, I'm going to be faithful. Lord, I promise I'm going to serve you. See, if you don't have this issue of, of, uh, in your heart that you're going to do what you said you're going to do, that makes you, that makes you a liar. I, I don't know what other, other way to call it. You, you're just a liar. The Bible says God is not a man. See, right there, we get the character of God. God's character is truth and love. And when God said he's going to do something, he's not saying things just to impress you. Now, let me tell you something about this word. See, some people read the word, and that's good. Some people do a good job of hearing the word, and that's good. Faith comes by hearing. But the word wasn't written to, be in, to entertain you or, you know, so that you can applaud at something that you like. <laughs> you know, as, as long as you pre- the pastor or preacher is preaching something that you agree with, you're going to applaud. But I found in my pastorate, the same people that shout are the same people that pout. You're going to get it tomorrow. Because the same God that says, I'm going to bless you, is the same God that's going to correct you when you get off track. Come on, somebody. The same God that wants you to prosper is the same God that wants you to live holy. And God is not changing truth. To accommodate the century or the time that you're living in. If God said something in his word, you can take it to the bank. As a matter of fact, I wanted to subtitle this message, Take It to the Bank. Because here's the deal. How many of you, you don't have to raise your hand. How many of you have ever written a check? (laughs) And the check didn't cash? Don't look, come on, don't raise your hand. I don't want you to be honest. And I know you're being honest, but don't raise your hand. We don't want to see you. How many of you know people that have written checks to you? Oh, here's a $50 seed, or here's a $50 check. God bless you. And you go to the bank and try to cash that check, and it bounces. The check is like a basketball. It just bounces everywhere. You call that an NSF check, right? Non-sufficient funds. That means, that means that you were not examining what was in your account. You failed to monitor what was in your account. And people don't do that. They don't know what's in their account. They just write checks. They just spend, amen, they, they, <laughs> they splurge on their credit cards. They don't even know what's in their account. You can be at a negative seven. You talking about you going shopping. <laughs> write the check. The check bounced all over the place. Because you failed to monitor your account. You call that an NSF check. I had a, somebody come to me some years ago and say, 
uh, here's $250,000. And it was a check. And this is, for, this is for you to buy your house. And here's another $500,000 for you to build your church. And the Holy Ghost said, don't cash that. <laughs> and I said, is, 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 this, is there money in this account? And they looked at me and said, well, well uh, it's a faith check. I said, well, don't write me no faith checks, especially knowing that I'm about kingdom business. Come on, don't, don't do that to your pet. Don't, don't bring me a check. You know how bad we want a sanctuary. If you don't have it in your account, don't give me a check. Talking about a faith check. Well, let me tell you something about God. When God writes a check, God knows what's in his account. God knows that he is the almighty, all ever living. He knows that there is no shortage. There is no lack. There is no decrease. There is no insufficiency in his account. And so what God does is give you the check called the word. And says you can believe this word, you can bank on this word, and this word will not come back as an NSF. This word is sufficient enough in itself. It's going to cash, it's going to manifest exactly what I said it was going to do. Somebody praise God for that right now. <laughs> God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, shall he not do it? Hath he spoken, shall he not make it good? Did God say it? So you got to know what God said. Because if you don't know what God said, how can you have faith in something you don't know what God said? As a matter of fact, you don't really have faith if you don't know God said it. Faith is different from hope. Some people hoped, hope, they hope to live better lives. They hope that things are going to be all right, but they don't have substance to their hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So we're doing more than hoping that things are going to get better. We are believing, which means that we're taking God at his word, face value. We are reminding God what he said. Therefore, our prayers have substance. Our words have substance because we are reminding God, God, this is what you said. Oh, you listen and say amen. amen. So he says, uh, if I said it, I'm going to do it. 